When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Happy weekend, everybody. It is Friday and the After 9 Podcast is on. You have made a solid choice in streaming or downloading this. Good for you. You're practically a genius. Uh, Now what you've got to do, though, is tell a friend about it. We have a lot to do in this episode, including talking about Canada's second female prime minister, I think it's going to happen, but we'll get to that. And we are also going to talk about, um, uh, shit, what is it? Oh, we got to talk about masks because, again, here we go with assholes that don't want to wear a mask in public because it's against their rights. And a whole bunch more coming up in this podcast, which will wrap up with the replay of Missed Connections. Let's do some DMs to start. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start off with Melissa, who sent me a DM on Instagram at Cat on Air, Cat with a K. If you have something to say about the podcast or whatever the case is, uh, Melissa says, "Hey, Cat, I just finished the podcast where you and Scott were discussing the new education stuff. I wanted to tell you I'm 100% in agreement with you. I only passed math in grade 12 because my teacher could recognize I just didn't get it. So he partnered with so he partnered me with someone who helped me. I barely passed, but he knew I was trying as hard as I could. Not everyone learns the same." What you said is correct. Uh, okay, hmm. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, I, it's funny how many people I heard from after that podcast about the change to the curriculum and the streaming here in Ontario. And I'm so glad that they're doing it. And I'll say it again and again. But anyway, uh, so many people messaged with similar stories saying, I couldn't even imagine other people feeling they're disadvantaged because I felt disadvantaged for similar reasons and for this, this and that and the next thing. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Melissa. This is from Brandon. Hey, Scott, just want to say huge fan of your show. Listen to it as much as possible. And I followed you guys on your journey from Z to the beat. I always catch up on your podcasts as well. I was listening to one the other day and you were talking about tipping in restaurants and whatnot. When I lived in Australia, it wasn't standard etiquette per se to tip because they get paid a livable wage compared to places like here. It felt strange not to tip because that's what I'm used to here. So I continued to tip the odd time people would look at me weird because of my roommate at the time suggested if you tip 10%, that's a good tip. Although I still believe they deserve the tip either way. I will keep doing it. Love the show. Uh, Brandon, thank you. Um, Is it time to just do that? Pay a livable wage? Or do servers not want that? Because I kind of think that maybe servers, as much as they dislike not getting the regular minimum wage, I think they do like those tips. And I think at the end of the day, in some places anyway, for some servers, it works out to be a lot more because mm-hmm. they get tips. doesn't yeah. change the fact, though, that minimum wage is supposed to be a minimum wage. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's a minimum wage. And we've talked about that before. Um, it's meant to be a, a, a starter, kind of. And for t- when it comes to waiters, waitresses, bartenders, they can clean up, absolutely, because of those tips. All it takes is a couple of uh, really nice tables uh basically that help you out with that and it's a good night so if some of them would say no 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 no, don't change it because i don't want the mindset of customers coming in and saying well i don't need to tip you because you're making okay money it's not the case and you're you might yeah. find your service will Ugh. change if they do that don't forget from a consumer aspect your service could possibly change if they did that 
I really dislike other people judging, saying, "Mm, you make enough money. You shouldn't make any more money than that. And that's essentially what they're doing by creating a separate. Actually, there's a couple of separate minimum wages. There's server minimum wage. There's student minimum wage. And it just sucks that somebody in Ottawa or in at Queens Park in Toronto thought to themselves, nah, you know what? That's enough. They don't deserve to make any more than that. Fuck you. If you don't mind, let us make as much as we can possibly make. That's the only fair thing to do. And uh, this minimum wage thing bugs me. But anyway, that's for another day. Uh, Let's start off with the controversy that has enveloped our prime minister again. (laughs) I told a few people I'd talk about this in the podcast. So if you're one of them that's excited to hear my take on it, I don't think you're going to like it. Yeah. I really don't think you're oh, going to like it. You don't think? Who? What do you mean? You don't think they're going to like it? The, are these mostly anti-Trudeau people that have reached out to you asking yeah. you your thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Uh, people nag me sometimes to to hey, why don't you tell the truth? Why don't you stop being such a uh, part of the liberal left wing media? Why don't you tell the truth about Trudeau? All right, I'll tell you the truth about Trudeau, but you're not going to like what comes after that. So here we go. Uh, for those who don't know, the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, is now facing his unprecedented third investigation by the Ethics Commissioner. For the third time, he could be found guilty of violating ethics rules amongst Canadian politicians. So, there's fresh calls for him to step down. The leader of the Bloc Québécois says Justin Trudeau should step aside while this investigation is taking place, and he should put Christian Freeland, the deputy prime minister, in charge. I'll come back to that. How about that? Let me explain a little bit more about this controversy. Uh, The prime minister wanted to roll out this uh, student volunteer program thing. I have the name of it, just in case you want to Google it. It was the Canada Student Services Grant So rather than getting the civil service like we do have or putting it out to uh, different charities to bid on this or whatever, he said, no, we, the we organization is the organization that should run this program. We're going to give we $900 million, $900 million tax dollars to administer this program where students would provide Free labor, which is questionable in itself, in exchange for potentially saving some money off of their tuition this year. Uh, I'm all for saving students money on their tuition because I think they pay way too much anyway. And to be honest with you, I think that school in Canada should just go to grade 16 and you should be entitled to up to four years of post-secondary for free anyway. Just my opinion. But nonetheless, uh, this was an opportunity for students to to pay off some money, but they'd be doing free labor for it. And they kept waving this banner like, oh, they want to serve their country. Okay, fine. I would think that if students are really eager to serve their country, they would just do it. I don't think they necessarily need to be promised money or bribed with uh, uh, money to do it. But we was sole sourced contracted out to do this. We basically hired we to run this program. The problem here is, is that number one, it was sole sourced. It wasn't put out to other programs like maybe the YMCA or other programs that could possibly run this. It was just awarded to we. Hmm. And people started asking questions because they know, huh, prime minister 
In fact, the prime minister's family members have spoken at we events in the past. Uh, Maybe we should look into this just a little bit more. So they started asking questions and a couple of things came out of it. The prime minister was flat out asked the other day, did you recuse yourself at the cabinet table when this decision was made to award this to we without putting it out to tender and letting other people submit proposals for it? The prime minister flat out admitted, nope, he didn't recuse himself. Mm. And then people started asking questions like, "Okay, did you ever get paid by we? Could this in some way be interpreted as you paid me to speak, so I'm going to give you an almost billion dollar contract? Can an active PM, just out of curiosity, and I know there's people in the family and we'll get to that, but can an active PM get paid to speak? I don't think so. I don't. I feel like that's not okay. I don't think that's okay either. In any case, the prime minister's office, the PMO, flat out denies that the prime minister ever made any money off of it. Okay, but 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 here's the but (laughs) in a proactive disclosure, as they called it, we has come forward now and said, well, some of the Trudeaus have been paid an honorarium in the past for their appearances. The prime minister's brother. Thirty two thousand dollars. Sophie, his wife, she's been paid in the past before Justin was leader for, of wait, the federal one, liberal. Did, did did his brother get paid that much for one gig? I no, I believe it was a couple of gigs, okay. but he didn't do many. OK. And, and then there was the prime minister's mom, Margaret Trudeau. OK, but but she does her her She does events around the world pretty much all the time. I don't know why, but you're right. She does. She got paid a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000 to speak at various we events over the years. So the whole thing kind of smells, right? I mean, this is the prime minister allegedly awarding an almost billion dollar contract without opening it up to anybody else, let alone having the civil service run it. And the civil service already runs a program, the Canada Jobs Program. Anyway, he didn't give it to the civil service, which is already on the payroll. He didn't give it to another charity. He just awarded it, or the cabinet awarded it, to we. And it wasn't put out to tender. And it was that, that's what it means by sole sourced. It, it was just handed to we. And now we're learning a little bit more about the we charity. Okay. As it, as it turns out, we is actually two separate entities. There's the we charity. But then there's we to me, or me to we. That's what it is. Me to we is a for-profit company owned by the Kielberger brothers. Ah, uh, that's why they speak at, like, every event. That's right. Okay. And, uh, okay, the inner workings of that charity, that's up to them. I mean, I assume they'll have to take that up with, with whomever whenever they go through their regular accountability as a charity versus a for-profit corporation. But some of the checks came from different companies. And we're also hearing from people who have been asked to speak at we events and told we don't pay our speakers. But for some reason, a couple mm. members of the Trudeau family were paid to speak. What about the dates of these speeches? For ex- just for example, were they all well? Are we all talking while Trudeau was in power, or is this before? Because Margaret, for example, would have been talking before Trudeau was even in power. I would imagine just based on the fact that she was married to a leader at one point. Right, and uh, the one for Sophie Gregoire Trudeau, the first lady, that one was before Justin was leader of the Liberal Party. 
But still, they're thinking it's a conflict of interest because all of his family had had at least a good and slash have a great relationship with we. So it's kind of biased. There's no doubt there's a great relationship with we. In fact, let us point out here uh, when Sophie caught the coronavirus, COVID-19, way back at the beginning of this pandemic. Remember that? And that's why Justin had to be holed up in Rideau Cottage, self-isolating for all those weeks. She had been speaking at a we event in England. Yeah, that's right. The whole thing, and it doesn't matter how you feel about it. That's when she uh, gave it to Idris Elba. <laughs> that's right, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's a lot of people who feel this is just too much. This is one too many controversies. Justin is now being investigated for the third time by the ethics commissioner. And he hasn't been prime minister that long to have racked up three different ethics investigations. He probably should have known after the first two, he should have recused himself from awarding this contract to the WE charity. He probably shouldn't have allowed this to go to them sole sourced and been involved in that decision. He probably shouldn't have. And, and that's why the opposition is all over it. I mean, for the bloc, the NDP, and the conservatives to all unanimously agree that this stinks, that's kind of telling because they don't all agree on very much. So what happens now? Scott, you've got to call for Trudeau. Use your platform to say Trudeau's got to go. I mean, my personal opinion, I think he should step aside, but I personally am very excited for that because I think Christian Freeland would make a wonderful prime minister. And I know you don't want to hear that. You want Justin to step down and let's call a damn election right now and boot the liberals out. Are you kidding? No, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We got a lot of shit going on right now. The last thing we need right now is an election. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you something. Uh, Christian Freeland is the one who has led the federal cabinet's efforts. She's the one at the table every single day coordinating the interprovincial efforts with the federal government. For Doug Ford and Jason Kenney, two of the top conservatives in Canada, to both come out with ringing endorsements of Christian Freeland... That's pretty telling. Christian Freeland is the one who renegotiated the new NAFTA. She's the one who got a deal done with Donald Trump. Why is this woman not prime minister already? And it's so easy, Kat. All Justin has to do is say, I'm going to step aside while this is being investigated by the ethics commissioner. We hope it's a speedy investigation. I'm sure I'll be exonerated, blah, blah, blah. That's the sort of stuff that you write in that speech. He just has to step aside. Christian Freeland, depending on how busy the governor general is right now, and I don't think she's got a lot on the go. Christian Freeland could head down to Rideau Hall, put her hand on the Bible and her other hand in the air this weekend and be prime minister of Canada as of Monday. Let me she ask, would be Canada's second female prime minister. Let me ask you something, though. If she does that, does that hurt her? Because it seems as though she might be working on a resume. She might be working towards that. She might possibly run. So would that hurt her if she became that even for a short time in the future? Well, you know, being the interim leader actually has some perks. There's a lot of interim leaders that end up looking really, really good. I think it would actually help her. If you think back, people didn't really like Bob Ray that much. But but she she could run is my question. Like she she could could run run. in the future if she does this. Absolutely. She could. Okay. 
She could run for the formal leadership if Justin formally steps down. But to take over as interim prime minister, I believe that she would have to be sworn in as prime minister by the governor general. But maybe as deputy PM, she can just step into the role. I'm not quite sure legally how that would work, but I think she needs to be sworn in. But I will say that Bob Ray did a fine job as interim leader of the liberals. Rona Ambrose did an amazing job as interim leader of the conservatives before Andrew Scheer was elected. There's a long history of interim leaders doing a very good job. And frankly, we need a good job done. And Christian is probably the perfect person for it. So, yeah, well, I am going to say it's probably time for Justin to step aside, take a little time off, go somewhere and lay low for a little bit while the investigation's taking place. Let somebody else have a shot at it. But so, no, I'm not calling for an election. I'm calling for another liberal to be in charge right now. OK, like honest to goodness, though, I don't think that would happen. And why wouldn't he have done that the first two controversies, the controversies that have gone to the ethics committee? You know, I really don't know, Kat, but I mean, once. uh, All right, fine. Twice. Come on. Three times. Are you kidding me? That's bad. I mean, it looks bad. He should probably step aside and let Christian take over. And yeah, you know what? If I sound like I am um, uh, trumpeting, trumpeting. Am I saying that right? Trumpeting? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I shouldn't say Trump at all. <laughs> if it sounds like... <laughs> yeah, you watch am, your mouth. <laughs> I am actively promoting a, a liberal candidate for prime minister. Yeah, I am. And if you're one of my conservative colleagues or friends, sorry, she would be doing a fine job right now. There's nobody better to step right into the role that needs no on-the-job training than her. I think... I, I believe that. Okay. So, uh, and, and don't... At me with your stupid George Soros memes and shit like that. I've seen it. I don't care. I don't buy it. I call it fake news. Uh, just don't even bother. So, Christian for Prime Minister, but we got to get her in by Monday. Justin, if you're listening, he's not listening. <laughs> you should probably step aside, even if it's just for a little while. Uh, just turn things over to um, Christian and, and let's just move on because there's other things that need to be taken care of. In your heart of hearts, though, truth honest do you think he would ever do that i don't i think he would but i don't think he'll do it now yeah I don't which is weird happen. you'd think he'd want to get out of the limelight and take some of the heat off of him they, justin's got to no, be thinking it, about no, justin has to think about life after prime minister and i think everybody fully expected because when he first got elected he was good looking and popular and people liked him uh, they just assumed that when he's done being prime minister he's going to get some great job as like a un envoy or the head of the world health organization or something like that some plum position where he makes a massive salary he's quickly squandering away a lot of that goodwill he really is in fact if it weren't for donald trump Trudeau himself might be the one that all the other G7 leaders look at and go, oh, fuck. (laughs) It's true. Luckily, Trump is there to take all the heat off of Justin. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't don't disagree with you on that point. I just don't. I think he admits partial defeat if he does step down, even if it is honestly because he wants to make sure that he's out of the spotlight because he's in a lot of obviously we see him almost every single day whether you like it or not since march we've seen him every single day practically uh, all over the news but i don't i see that as some people looking at that going you're part you're guilty so i don't think it's just going to happen i think he would have to be forced in terms of there would have to be rallies and real public outcry and i'm not seeing that you know, it's funny that right now his his caucus, uh, they're defending him, and I don't think they want to defend him for much longer. I don't think they're going to. 
at some point, there's going to have to be some sort of a push within the liberal party to get Justin out because he's just dragging them all down. And no, it doesn't show up right now in the polls. But keep in mind, the conservatives don't even have a leader. The NDP has gone uh, all in on anti-racism, and they're not really focusing on some of the other issues that got people behind them in the last election. So I'm not surprised that the liberals are still in the lead right now, but I think that's a very, very different poll once a different leader gets elected and the probability of a fall election becomes a lot more real. Hmm. So, Justin, you should probably... Do your party a favor, fall on the sword here, walk away, and let Krista take that party in another direction. That's Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just my opinion. Anyway, there's other things that we got to talk about in this yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. Do you think people drank more or less during the pandemic? I, I got to say more, and that's mostly based on the people I know and the people I've talked to and what I've heard. So I'm going to go more on this one. The average person spent 172 hours drunk during lockdown. <laughs> 172 hours. That's fantastic. You animals. <laughs> it's been, well, look, what the hell else was there to do? There was a, a, a time there where we weren't even sure like if a walk was okay if a walk was a safe thing to do we were nervous about it i remember walking on my street even with neighbors that i know and we would if we were about to cross paths we crossed into the other like to the other side of the road because we were so nervous about what was going on so yeah we stayed in our homes we were doing the right thing we were told to stay home entertainment wise there's only so many netflix shows to binge and even then if you do binge a shitty show you want to be drunk doing it so (laughs) i I'll admit, too, for me, and I'm back to my regular routine. My regular routine is I don't drink during the week unless it's a special occasion. And then Friday night, yeah, I I do usually do up some wine. Maybe I'll, you know, get a couple of rise in me on Saturday, maybe even Sunday, some a couple of glasses of wine at dinner. But that's it. I kind of reserve it for the weekend. Give myself a treat. It's like a treat for going through for getting through the week. Pandemic, Scott, I probably every other night I was drinking and I'm not talking getting smashed, but still my alcohol consumption most definitely went up during that time. I was probably drinking uh, twice as much as I normally would. By the way, 172 hours in case you don't want to do the math yourself is slightly more than an entire week. Start to finish drunk during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I would wake up in the morning and, and you know, uh, we're up at about 3.30 in the morning. We start work around 4.30 in the morning and we go straight through till about 10.30, 11 a.m. By the time we get all of our other shit done. Around 11 a.m. most days, I thought... Well, I'm not driving anywhere, so fuck it. Might as well crack open a beer. (laughs) I remember being actually jealous of you because obviously my kids had to be at home the entire time. I had no, it's not like you sent your kids to childcare. So I I was taking care of my kids all day as well, which was stressful on them because they wanted to get out. They didn't understand why they couldn't go to the library and do all the other things that we usually do and go, go to the park and play on a slide. So 
I would go home and then Scott would be like, yeah, I had a couple of, a couple of beers, having a good afternoon. I'm like, fuck, I got to wait. I got to wait until like <laughs> 630 at least. <laughs> I was jealous. Uh, day drinking is the best kind of drinking, except on weekends. It just hits different. When you crack a beer around like five, six o'clock on a Saturday night, that's different than the 11 a.m. crack a beer on a Monday morning. By the way, that's sad. That's really sad. That is a little sad, yeah. Well, fuck. It was unprecedented, Cat. We're I in know, the middle of a damn listen, pandemic. I know, that's the thing. There's absolutely no judgment there and no judgment when you're on vacation. No judgment. Who cares? You've got to let reading, these things go. No, you're absolutely right. I'm, <laughs> thank you, by the way, for forgiving me. Uh, I'm <laughs> just reading a little bit more about the NBA's plan to let the players have some fun while they are quarantined at the wonderful world of Disney during the rest of the NBA season. That's right. So what are the do's and don'ts while they're there? Well, I don't know much about their list because I read the NHL protocol, but I did not read the NBA. But I will tell you that NBA players, when the park closes, are going to get full access to attractions like Expedition Everest, Rock and Roller Coaster, Test Track at Epcot. They can ride Space Mountain, visit the Haunted Mansion, go on Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, sorry. Space Mountain, the Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean are not on the list, but they have access to the other ones. They will also have access to three golf courses, fishing trips at Grand Marina, and bowling. Plus, they will have pool tables, ping pong, video games, swimming pools, tennis courts, and bikes. Each team hotel is going to have barbers, braiders, manicurists, and pedicurists. You know what's going to happen here? They can't go back to the way it was. Where they're uh, fly into Denver, check into a hotel, get up the next morning, shoot around, forced to take a nap, go back, play the game, and then take a red eye to the next city. They're not going to go back to that shit after this. They want to be back at Disney. You might see the rest of the NBA, the future, always done like this. Why would they leave? It sounds like a damn paradise. Let me ask you, be honest. Is it too late for me to try out for the NBA? And do you think I'd make it if I did? (laughs) You're what, 5'3", 5'4"? Yeah, about that. Can you dunk? This, of course not. This is incredible. I agree with you, but you do have to think about the future. And obviously, sports um, casters and our friends in in sports radio, they've been talking about this for a while. And there's a lot of interesting conversations that are coming out of news like this. Is it that way next season? When we head into 2021, 2022, is it going to have to be that way? Because this seems like a fantastic idea. You stick with your bubble. Shit for families, though. I will say it is shit if you've got a family you want to be around and see there's going to be restrictions on that. Maybe they'll create some kind of a a bubble if things get better, right? You can stick with your family bubble. They can visit you. You have your own room to visit them only when time allows. But... How cool is this? I mean, this is pretty freaking awesome. I think you're right. I don't think they're going to want to go back to having to try to fall asleep in this awkward position on this jet, even though they're on a jet and it's luxurious and all those other things. It's still probably shitty for them when they can just be in their own bubble in their hotel. Plus, they get to ride on these fucking rides and play golf still and fish and bowl and more. Thank you. Yes, please. That's amazing. No more are they going to be like, oh, fuck, we got to do that shitty road trip to Portland. No, uh-uh. Everybody just go and camp out at Disney World for a few weeks, play the season there. Even if they just played it real quick and filmed it and aired it over the length of a season, 
Great. Those guys are going to be in paradise. Who the fuck would want to go and do a shitty trip to Milwaukee in the middle of winter when you could have this? This is going to change the game. And then let's talk about the NHL for a second. The hotel assignments are out for the Eastern Conference. Staying at the Royal York. Mm-hmm. Carolina, the Islanders, the Leafs, the Blue Jackets, Florida Panthers, New York Rangers, and the Montreal Canadiens. Is that a good idea to have all these guys in the same hotel? Well, here's a question. Are they, I'm assuming, are other people able to book rooms in the Royal York or is it basically no. taken up? It's not taken up by them. I know there's a lot of rooms. So I'm assuming they're going to have like a, uh, a couple of floors or a chunk of space in the Royal York. Is that correct? Or do we well, know details? That's seven full hockey yeah, teams like there's a lot plus of people. media from plus, that market. Pl- absolutely. Plus media, plus coaches, plus assistants. And there's a lot of people on that roster to help the team. So I'm thinking they might take up the whole thing. Yeah. Is it a good idea? I mean, yeah, I think that they're, they all understand what's going on uh, right now. I don't see it being a problem. I don't. Staying at Hotel X, the Bruins, the Lightning, the Capitals, the Flyers, and the Penguins. I don't know. Some of those teams have pretty good rivalries on the ice, and now they're going to be passing each other in the hall and in the lobby. And as Carolina is getting off the bus, you're going to see the Islanders getting on. As the Habs are coming back from the game all sweaty and gross, the Leafs are going to be walking out of the lobby. I mean, if there's guys on those teams that truly don't like each other personally, eh, this should be interesting when they've all got to be in the exact same building, locked down for if they go all the way. They could be locked down for two months together. Two months. That's a long time. That is a long you get to You really, really get to know each other. I'll tell you, though, though the amount of skip the dishes orders and Uber Eats orders and shit like that yeah. they're going to be pouring into the Royal York is going to be obnoxious. Yeah, they're going to get cat- – I mean, they've, at a certain point, I think probably NHL will step up to get catering done and things like that. It's got to happen. How are we for time here? Oh, we're at about a half hour. We have time for one more. Okay, you want to do one more story? Let's do it. What's wrong with you people that think it's okay? <laughs> Sorry to start it off like you that. You people. I can't What's wait What's wrong for this. with you people? No, I just think it's fucking dumb that Toronto now has to close the parking lots at three beaches after 7 p.m. on weekends to try and crack down on the late night parties where people are not physically distancing. Marie Curtis Park, Humber Bay West, and Cherry Beach all closed because people wait until it gets dark outside and then they all run to the beach and have some sort of a half-ass beach party with like a bunch of uh, fucking Bluetooth speakers and shit. Yeah. It's not a rave. It's also not safe to do that. Yeah. Like, fuck, how how much more do you, how bad do you want to have a party? I know. That you're willing to risk it all. Yeah. And it's amazing. They found each other and they're all dumb together. I was, I was going for a walk, even in Kitchener, I was going for a walk um, near uh, the Grand River and I stopped because there was a city worker cleaning up this ginormous pile of ashes. And I was like, someone have a fire? They're like, Ugh, we found a few of these over the last couple of weeks. So people are getting together, setting illegal fires and having their own little camp out on a site that's not actually a campsite. So I can only imagine the beaches, it being a huge issue, too. It, but it, it's, it's incredible. Why don't they send people out at night, then, is my question, though. And I don't mean to be like, you're doing something wrong here, because I know that every place has their hands full with other things right now. But maybe they should start sending people out at night and crush this shit while it happens. No? Well, that's what they're going to do. They're closing the parking lots so that at least people will have nowhere to park. And if they do try and park on the road, it's going to get flagged pretty quickly. 
Then they're going to send bylaw officers out there to start giving people tickets. Tickets start at $500. $500 is a pretty hefty cover for a shitty rave. I don't know why you would take the chance and try and do that, but... Uh, if you do, if, for please, for goodness sake, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And the amount of mask videos that are coming out lately, people that are filming when they go into businesses and they want to put it on the gram or on TikTok, having the business owner have to tell them, you got to wear a mask. Like, right. come on, put the mask on. It's getting stupid, cat. stupid, yeah, absolutely. Don't take it out on other people. Calm down, everyone. Like, just be nice. And And you know what? You don't have to go into that store. You don't have to. Fuck. <laughs> like, Fuck. I don't know um, how much more plainly we can say it. You know, know. what? It, it, you can pay at the pump. You don't need to go into the gas station. You sure as shit don't need to go into the gas station with your phone out ready for a confrontation yeah. and then drop some racist yeah. language like, why don't you go back to your country? I, I'm, sta- I'm, I'm sta- he's totally standing up for the workers if I ever come across that because I, I haven't actually personally experienced that at all. I haven't seen someone else do it to someone. But you bet your ass if I'm in that gas station or I'm at that Walmart location, I don't give a shit where it is. I will tell that person where to shove it if they dare say some stuff about someone working customer service at a location where they're just abiding by the law and asking you to do the same thing and be a respectful human. That's so it. frustrating. Um, so oh, frustrating. Before we end this podcast, I just want to give you a quick update because I talked in the beginning of the last podcast about um, our friend Jesse there going on a, a date. Dog walking date. Yes. Yeah. How'd it so, go? She canceled it. Really? Rightfully so. She had to cancel it, but she said she didn't feel too bad because the guy she was going on a date with uh, actually had had to work later and it didn't work for her anyway so she said it's fine we're over it and we haven't even set a new date but she said when we do it's going to be a cooler afternoon but they're still planning to do the dog walking thing which is interesting to me huh all right so this is basically we're leaving you on yet another cliffhanger I know. on the same story i'll leave you with and two- that's why we get paid as much as we do because we're that <laughs> Fucking I'll good. leave you. Actually, I'll leave two you cliffhangers, with, one story. I'll leave you with one more cliffhanger too, because I'm about to go home and check my wasp trap. Because these fucking pricks with wings is what they are mm-hmm. have decided to set up shop near my home, in my home somewhere. I got uh, my fascia. You know what fascia is? I assume. And my okay, eavesdrops. Okay, yeah. so I got that all taken down and and got new new everything on my house. While they had had the fascia off is, I believe, when a w- wasps had come up basically to the to my attic area, if you will, and built a nest. They must have built a nest there because those little fuckers are finding their way <laughs> kind of beside the ease troughs and like making their way into the fascia. And these small, it's amazing how little spaces they can crawl into. So yesterday, when I went outside into the backyard... There was a swarm of them. Like, I could count a dozen just in my face, basically. I was like, fuck this. I drove to Home Depot, got a wasp trap, drove back to realize I needed a couple of things. Raw meat and juice being a couple of those things for the wasp trap. I didn't know this was an attraction for them. The juice, I get it. The raw meat, I did not. Fine. So, anyway, I set up this wasp trap. I'm about to go home, and I'm excited, and I better see a bunch of fucking dead wasps in that trap spot. (laughs) They all better be dead. I better be sweeping wasp carcass all weekend. That's my hope. That's sad, but it's true. I love that you went to war, and I'll bet you you were a real bitch about it too when you stormed into home depot where are the fucking wasp traps i want to know know now because i'm going to war it's hard to show how intense you are with a mask on this i learned i was like guy (laughs) 
Point me in the direction of the best wasp killing motherfucking machine you have. <laughs> and I'm not sure he's, he couldn't see my full face. So I'm not sure how serious he realized I was. But he did point me in the direction of what he claimed was the best one they had. Oh, I love it. Well, uh, let us know in Monday's podcast how it went with your war with the wasps. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> we got to bounce, everybody. How, I hope you have a fantastic weekend, though. Yes, please do, guys. And as usual, we're going to leave you with Friday morning's edition of Misconnections. So many people trying to connect with somebody else that they had an encounter with in the past, but they can't find them. So the thought is you put it online, the other person sees it, you guys can connect again. Here we go. This is called The Exchange in Walmart. It is a guy looking for a girl. I saw a beautiful woman attempting to exchange a bathing suit at Walmart last week. Wait, can you exchange a bathing suit? She was enraged that she could not return it. (laughs) Okay, thanks. Based on the protocols. Before calling the woman behind the counter a hooker, she stared into my eyes and asked, What are you looking at? She was hot fire. To be clear, I don't want to marry this girl necessarily, but I'd love to hang out with her, even just for an hour or two. She seemed like she'd be a firecracker in the sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even disagree with that assessment. And you might even be onto something there. I'd like to take a run at this Karen right here. <laughs> See what this would be like. See how much I hurt. <laughs> what a weird thing to say to the person who does returns at Walmart. Yeah. You won't take it back, eh? You're a hooker. This goes back to our conversation about the masks and the laws changing here in the region. It, it That person behind the counter didn't make the rules. No. Okay? They didn't force you to buy the bathing suit to begin with, and they, they didn't come up with the rule that you can't return it. Even though, yeah, you shouldn't be able to return it. You shouldn't. Okay? Underwear. Bathing suits. No! Suck it, suck it up. Yeah. Tis life. If we all want to be confident in the future bathing suits and underwear that we buy, we need to know that they were never returned. Move on, Karen, but at least you might get a quick, a quickie out of it, I guess. This is called Unblock Me, Man for Man. I'm such an idiot. I met this hot guy on Tinder and we were having a great conversation and then he deleted me. I don't blame him. He took a comment I made the wrong way. But I was being totally sarcastic, and I think he thought I was serious. Please say the comment. Please say the comment. It was a joke. Had to do with race and religion. Oh, it, it was never controversial, by the way. Race, religion, very safe topics. I need him to know it was just a joke. Guy, Ahmed, if you're reading this, I am so sorry for that joke. I'm not a hateful person at all. I donate to causes. I pick up trash in my neighborhood on weekends. I wish we could have gotten to know each other a little better. You would have understood my humor that way. If I, any, oh, sorry, go ahead. If anyone knows Ahmed from Waterloo, please tell him to unblock Kyle. I'd like to point out that the fact that you pick up garbage in your neighborhood does not make you less racist. Mm, I think you're up for sainthood in that case. No. Well, you picked up some garbage, so it's totally fine that you like to throw out racist jokes I, uh, all the time. I threw, I saw a granola bar wrapper on the floor, I ground it, I picked it up and put it in the trash can, and uh, basically it's fine if I say something racist, because I picked up a granola bar wrapper. Not okay, dude. 